This is the Whale Podcast. We're your hosts, John Stubert and Rob McCalla. And this is why you're listening. Well, all right. Hey, all right. So, welcome, Braden, Ryan. Thanks for being here, man. So, we're talking lead generation today, right? Yep. And this is, it goes along with the kind of the theme of all the first episodes that we've been doing is trying to bring some value to people who are in different stages of their real estate career. So, lead gen is massive, not just for new people. But for everybody trying to sustain their their current business, right? Life, lifeblood of production. You have to have it. Right. So when I was thinking about this show today, I was kind of trying to think in in those different stages of what I would ask, and that's why we've got Ryan in here today. We've got Braden um, because these are guys that are out here doing these things every single day. So who better to bring us the info? I can tell you my experiences, but these guys are you know boots on the ground. So. We're happy to have you guys here to kind of kick in and throw us real live information on these subjects. But, you know, when I'm looking at this, I want to think to myself is like if I'm a brand new agent, right? That to me is the person who is really looking at lead gen the most because right. that lead gen stuff does matter because it does. It actually determines where you hang your license sometimes. Right. You know, can I do I need to can I go on my own and create my own opportunities? Do I have the money to? What does that cost? Where do I do it at? Um, and then if not, you go to a team who may be saying to you, look, we're gonna take half your commission, but we're gonna feed you deals. Right. So when you're brand new, it's a massive, massive decision for you. And that's why I wanna kinda get into it. So if anybody's listening, they can figure out like, what, what can I do? Yeah. Can I afford to go on my own? Do yeah. I need to do this other thing? Um, and most, that's that's kind of my thoughts on this one today. For sure, and most people, you know, especially starting out, you know, their their go to is going to be friends and family. You know that yeah, that should get, that immediate sphere of influence. But right. you know, you're going to exhaust that pretty quickly, yeah. and then what? Right. That's a that's so. a big thing that I hear a lot. You know, a lot of people are focused on their referral base or sphere base, but eventually that runs out. And most importantly, it's not predictable. Hmm. Right. It's not something that we can consistently predict every single month. Uh, and so a lot of agents starting out, you know, the way that we we go about it and the approach that we take is how can we spend the least amount of money and get the best return on our investment? And so what I found is the best is going to be Facebook and, and Instagram marketing. Like Brayden's saying, your sphere can only take you so far. Grandma can only buy so many houses. Right. right. right? Yeah. And I don't have any cousins that have any money to buy a house. So for me, like that's why lead gen's important is I when I moved to this area, I didn't have a big sphere but I wanted to do this job, right? There's, I think there's plenty of people that maybe they don't have that massive family, that massive sphere. And so what do they do is jump online and, and, and look into lead generation. You know, how can you spend the least amount of money when you're a new agent to get up and go and get some leads coming in and actually close some transactions? For example, we just had a new agent that joined us uh, at eXp uh, and his budget was $5 a day, 150 bucks a month. Um, we had, I think it was 56 leads come in in the first month and he just put his first $800,000 deal under under contract. It's gonna close in September. It was from the new construction ad, um, you know, and before it split, that's a $24,000 commission. So, uh, you know, running Facebook ads, Instagram ads are definitely something that if you don't have a big budget, it's something that you can get, you know, get up and going pretty easily um, without having to break the bank. Yeah, that's, and because that's, that's key because breaking the bank, the bank is not full yet for a lot of people. Right. There ain't nothing to break. Right. Um, but I, I mean, so you made a point, you said five bucks a day. Is that a, a realistic number that somebody can s I mean, see something from? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I recommend starting pretty much everyone out at 150 bucks a day to 300 bucks a day. Anything over that's pretty overwhelming. A right? day or a month? 
a day. Or excuse me, I guess that would be a month. So five bucks a day. Five, yeah. So five bucks okay. a day, yeah, you know, yeah. 150 bucks a month or 10 bucks a day at 300 bucks a month is pretty much the range that I start people at, depending on, you know, what they want to put into it. But, um, now compare that though, honestly, this is where, this is why this is to me, it was extremely important to have you on this show is because right. Zillow is yeah. thousands of dollars. Thousands. Yeah. What would you be able to do with four grand a month with your system that you guys do? four grand would be an amazing number to work with, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, majority of the ads that we run, the cost per lead is gonna run anywhere from about two to $3 a lead um, with an average conversion rate of two to 3%, you know, depending on the agent. We've seen that conversion rate get as high as 10%, but um, you know, on average we're seeing two to 3%. So two to 3%, you know, on, you know, if we were looking at $2 a day divided by 4,000, what would that be? Too much. Too much, um, <laughs> it would be a lot of leads coming in. So. Yeah, a I lot. Mean, it's definitely something if, if you got a budget like that, it's something that, you know, you're going to be able to close quite a few deals from. But yeah, okay, so that's the thing is when, you, when you're looking at those things is there is a way, right? So that's the important thing to take away from that is there's a way to, to generate business. You, you're not stuck to what you find in that Google search because I did. I kind of role played myself like if I didn't know a damn thing and I wanted and I'm just got my license or I'm thinking about it like Google how do I get real estate leads? Right. And dude, there's a lot of shit to go through. And how many of those do you need to go through? And how much money do you need to go through? And how many poor results or lack of training, which is something right. that Braden brings to the picture for his group. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people that goes back to the coaching episode we talked about is, is how you do things. And so really when we talk about this, this lead generation, it's not just creating the lead. It is how do we get it from they don't know you, they don't know me, to we're on the phone, to we're working together, to we've done a transaction, to we've made that person a lifetime client, right? right? That should be, in my opinion, feel free to differ, that should be the goal if you're spending your money on lead generation. Um, so how do you maximize your money? Where do you put it? Uh, there's tons of places. And like I said, I've done that Google search. Everybody knows that Zillow is, let's just say for argument's sake, there's some people that might argue slightly, they're the king of the castle, right? They're the most visited website for real estate on the planet Earth. There's right. no disputing that fact. So naturally I'm thinking if it's me, well, wouldn't I wanna to go to the most visited website on the planet Earth for real estate and get my leads? Yeah, they're expensive, but I mean, shoot, everybody starts there. It's valid thinking. And you so Zillow is predominantly buyer leads. And that's awesome. But it think, comes out of cost. I think the big thing to take into consideration with that, especially starting out as a new agent or agent that doesn't really have the ad spend to be able to afford Zillow on their own is they're gonna have to go to a team model that's providing those right. Zillow leads that are already set up in a market that has the zip codes. Um, and then you got to look at, you know, what is, what is the risk to reward ratio? What, what, per, what per split or split percent percentage are you getting put on? How much are you cutting out of your commission check a lot. each deal that you're doing to be able to have access to that? And, you know, can you, um, can you implement something else? Can you have something else replace that and get similar results? And I, I believe the answer is yes. I do so, too. Yeah. What was your experience, Ryan, starting out? So starting out, and this is what I'll say a lot of a person, a lot of agents will kind of struggle. You'll get hit depending on where your team is at. You'll get hit with the go, go do an open house, go mm -hmm. door knock, go do things like that. The and old school. What I, what I have found and I've hit the ground running with is 
and this is just any business in general, you got to have the right systems in place. Correct. Um, systems that will do the lead generation, systems that you can keep in a database, follow up the whole nine. Um, and that's just going to come down to those first couple deals are going to be hard. But after that, um, it's going to take a little bit of money to make money. For sure. Um, so, for instance, with, with what Kinder's doing on um, Facebook ads, like $150 a month, that's not bad We can at do all. that. And that's a bar I'm more, yeah, and and, yeah, and I'm I'm more looking tab. at I'm more looking at, you know, even if it's a thousand dollars a month, if you can make ten grand off of that, do the math. Right, it's yeah, one crazy. of those the return on investment on that is crazy. One hundred percent. So yeah, it's, and it's that, one, yeah, it's one of those things where as a new agent, your team sometimes can play a part in that, um, especially if they're taking half your commission. And a lot real. of these brokerages, they're not just throwing leads out like that. They're going to they're gonna take their piece for sure. Yeah, they're going to cherry pick those um, million dollar listings. I think, I think yeah. honestly, you know, looking back, when I started out, I didn't get on a team when I got into production. I started mm -hmm. out independent and stayed independent the entire time. Yep. One thing I think you can find the value in a team, you know, when you're first starting out, maybe for the first year, is having the environment, the right people around you, people that can help you with contracts, people that can help you on the phone and things of that nature. Of course. But there's going to come a point in time where you're going to want to go independent. You're want to you're going to want to get to 100% commission, uh, and you're going to have to start running some type of lead generation on your own. Um, and to me, you know. What, what I do, what I tell people, you know, is we're going to start out at 300 bucks and we're going to go from there. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, on average, we see these deals turn over in about three to six months. But at the three to six month range, you know, we should have probably two to three deals under contract or closed. Uh, and we should take that money and reinvest, right? We should For come real. back and we should start scaling that budget up. We should go sure. from two to three transactions a month to four to six, you know, from eight to 12. So from there, it's definitely something that this is not just something you should only predict two to three, you know, deals a month ongoing. This is something that you should take and be able to scale your business um, you know, ongoing. Yeah, reinvesting that money, right. that makes a ton of sense. So when we talk about the lead gen, it kind of goes in stages, right? So what we're talking about right now is just the lead generation itself, is how do we get out of the audience of the world somebody to get on the phone and talk to you? And that's well, where yeah, you come think, into um, this. The biggest thing that I do on our first call is called the strategy call. And the strategy call is where I like to start because we need to determine what type of ad are we going to run in your market um, and where are we going to actually run that? You know, what city are we going to run that in? You know, in a lot of markets that I get into, you know, there's multiple cities within the market. So the first thing is determining what type of ad you want to run, right? Do we want to focus on new construction? Do we want to focus on resale? Um, and then going from there, you know, what I like to do is look at the data. The data never lies, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at an area like Oklahoma City, for example, you know, we have Edmond, we have, you know, um, Yukon, Mustang, Yukon, Norman. Mustang, all these different areas. And so yeah. what I like to do is I want to come and look at the last 30 days of pendings and solds. And I want to look at the active listings and new listings. And what I'm trying to find is where is the healthy supply and demand, right? The demand is going to determine how many people are clicking on our ad, what our cost per lead is, essentially, you know, how well that ad's going to perform. But on the other end of the spectrum, we need to know, you know, is there inventory that's going to be able to support that? You know, I've seen it a lot where we come in, we focus on the area that has all the demand. We have very little inventory and then we have 10 buyers pre-approved in the hopper ready to go, but we don't have anything to show them. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. On the other end of the spectrum, it's, you know, we, we got an area that doesn't have very much demand. You know, we have a super high cost per lead, not very many leads coming in all the inventory to show them, but we don't really have anybody interested in moving in that area. So. In my opinion, starting out, putting your best foot forward is determining where is that healthy supply and demand at in the area that you want to actually be transactional in. Ooh, there he is. Yep. We got him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but how, how, do you, how do you go about doing something like that? Because, you know, one thing I do like about what you guys do is 
you talked about i think it was somebody mentioned the zip codes and the zillow and trying to get in those well yeah. guess what that's for them how do you get you can't you know if you go and say it's the the super nice area or the in-demand new construction area that zip code's gone damn right. it well, well, guess that, what? That's you the can cool get thing in about there. Facebook and Instagram is you, you can know, get anywhere not, you want. You can get any location that you want to target, right? We're not competing with Zillow and Realtor in a sense. We kind of are, but realistically, you know, you can run these ads wherever you want, depending on the copy that we use. You know, we can target whatever type of area you want. Um, I say in most cases, it's always best to go city specific versus either you know a little bit broader county specific or a little bit more narrow in terms of zip codes or neighborhood. And the mm -hmm. reason I think that is, you know, over the course well over the course of the last year. I think the inventory has been so short that you probably could get away with going county specific. And that's only because buyers had to back out their search. They couldn't they couldn't find exactly what they're looking for in the area they wanted to be in. So they had to be open to other areas. Yeah. Now that we're seeing the market start to shift, we're starting to see more inventory on the market. Buyers are coming back focused in on what cities they actually want to be in because mm -hmm. they can. Right. And so that's the thing is determining, you know, where are these buyers looking at? You know, what are the areas they want to be in? Like I said, finding that healthy supply and demand. And that's the, that's the area that you honestly want to target, right? Where is that healthy supply and demand? And that's going to put you in a position, you know, to generate a good low cost, you know, cost per lead, but also have inventory to be able to show these buyers. Was it easier when it was less, less inventory where you could do a county specific or do you like it where you get to kind of get in there well, and I pinpoint? Think there, I think there's a happy medium. You know, I think over the last year, what we noticed was the cost per lead across the board, wherever you ran the ad was super low just because you know, if we ran a just listed ad, these are all the recently listed homes in this area. Everybody wanted to see what's newly listed because they can't find anything on the market. Uh, or if we did new construction, everybody was going to new construction because the perception was, I don't want to get into a multiple bid situation. I don't want to have to pay above asking price, right? So in that scenario, yeah, the, it was a low cost per lead, but I've seen it all the time. You know, we get in there, we run it for 30 days, you know, we spend 300 bucks and maybe we've gone on a couple of showings and we've done a couple of deals, but the truth is there's still not the inventory there. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and so this has really been good to see the market start to shift because now that we have that inventory in the market, it kind of gives us some different opportunities, some different options to do different things like the price reduced ad. That's a really good ad we're running right now, low cost per lead because, you know, realistically, and you can talk on this, you know, mm -hmm. the interest rates have started to, you know, really price some buyers out of the market. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so when we're running this price reduced ad, we're, you know, we're giving people the, the opportunity to look at what properties have recently been reduced. These are the good deals that are on the market. Right. And so it's a very attractable ad. A lot of people are, you know, really wanting to click on that because they're looking for a deal because they have to. Right. So that's what I find that's been working the best in this market. I think it'll continue to be probably the best ad that we run over the next six months to a year. Um, but that could change depending on what rates do and what the market does. So See, that, I'll, that's in that generation, you know, vein, um, you know, let's maybe shift a little bit towards kind of that, that nurturing piece. Right. So, so once that, once that lead has been generated and Ryan, if you can kind of speak to this as far yeah. as, you know, what, what your process is, um, you know, boots on the ground, like how are, how are you staying engaged with that? What type of technology, if, yeah. whether it's automated or whether, you know, what are some of the things and steps that you take to-, to so, so to tally off what Kinder is talking about, you also gotta think for the past two years, a lot of these buyers were getting outbid. So Absolutely. This, is a, this is a great time, especially as we get into notoriously the slower times of the years where a lot of these buyers can actually have the chance to go out and look at a property over a selling weekend that's not gonna fly off in 48 right. hours. <laughs> right. um, so the biggest thing is having that database. With me at EXP, uh, EXP uh, we have a system called KV Core. Right. Uh, I'm sure you guys have yep. heard of it thousands of times. Yeah. Uh, but this is where you nurture your, a lot of your 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 buyers that are ready, willing, and but necessarily not able, or vice versa. 
Um, me personally, if I know that they're jumping at the seams, I personally keep up with them, contact them. But if not, if they're still not ready yet, we have an automated drip campaign that just every once, every once a week or once a month, just keeps up with them, ask them how they're doing the whole nine. Stay top of mind. Yeah, yeah. just so that way, because you got to think in real estate, all it takes is 72 hours before they're possibly talking to another realtor. They're gone. They're possibly already found a house. It's one of those things where you kind of got to have a system in place where you're just having these touches with them and touchings with them until they shoot you a message saying, hey, we're ready or hey, let's pick up where we left off. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's always nice having those those databases where a lot of the times, you know, you're not really doing nothing. For it's sure. all automated and you're just doing it yourself. You're human proofing yeah. the process. Yeah. Yeah. Because let me just touch on what you're saying. And these are the this is the real numbers on this stuff is, you know, we're basing off what, you know, we're talking with Braden about budgets and what we're spending and what do we even have. So listen to these. And this is why if you're going to spend the money like Ryan is alluding to is that systems that processes that kv core is a crm technically right yeah so you have those in place these are crucial to me a part of that budget for lead gen so if you do not contact a lead within five minutes 70 uh, sorry you lose 391 percent of sales conversions if you don't contact them in one minute right you lose 80 percent decrease in lead qualification if it's past five minutes and then, you know, when we were talking beforehand, Braden made a really good point. Why does that matter? Well, first of all, and, and this is one that I always kind of tell is within five minutes, if you get to them, they're still on the computer, yep. right? Right. If they stay on there, guess what? And you don't contact them, they're still on the computer. They're clicking on other, they're putting their name into another lead capturing thing. Right. Yeah. So if you make it within that first five, their hands go from that keyboard and maybe they're here talking to you. And if you know what the hell you're talking about, right. then you've now had a solid chance at that. But it's yeah. it's the and, and tell me what you were saying is they're they're still you know emotionally hot on right. this. Yeah, that's a big yeah. part of it. You know, catching someone that in an emotional state where they're still interested, right? You know, we're we're a generation that gets distracted pretty easily. Instagram right? nation, so, scroll, you know, scroll, scroll, scroll. Gratification type of thing, right? As soon as you know, if you can get in touch with them as quick as possible, that's always best case to catch them in a state where they're still interested in even having a conversation about it. Yeah. Right. And I, I think you know what I learned over the past probably three years, four years, you know, that I've been doing this lead generation thing is you know at the beginning it was just generating the lead, you know, and I had some agents that were you know converting at a high rate, and I had some agents that weren't, and I really started to dissect that. Why was it? Right? Right? Mm -hmm. And it came down to the conversion side of things. What is the reason these agents are converting at a higher level and the other ones aren't? And it came down to what is the conversion process? Right. What is the follow-up process that we have put in place? So I actually built a follow-up process uh, in KB Core that I found that has increased the conversion rate tremendously. Uh, and a lot of that is like what Ron was talking about with the automation yes. uh, in KB Core. We're going to have an automated text come out to the lead as soon as they as soon as they register within two minutes. They're going to have an automated email hit them as well within three minutes. Within five minutes, we're making the phone call to that lead, uh, trying to get in touch with them. We're also having an automated property alert system that starts feeding them properties as soon as they come in, awesome. trying to bridge the gap. Right? We're trying to make sure that we're doing everything we can to give them exactly what they want. Right? Because what I've learned is, you know, these leads really don't know who we are necessarily and there's three factors that we always talk about it's called no like and trust and That's we got to right. get these people to that point 
And the best, the best way, in my opinion, to be able to do that is give somebody exactly what they're looking for. If you're wanting yeah. to look at a list of homes that are in the three to 400 price range, three, two, right? I need to be able to be the one that says, okay, I can send that over to you and actually deliver on it, right? So once yeah. I talk to that lead, the next thing I'm doing is I'm coming into that property alert. I'm editing your property alert for what your criteria is. And I'm going to send you a list of homes that's exactly what, you look, what you're looking for, right? right? And from there, now what's the next step in the process? Well, once I send it, I need to make sure, hey, did you get the list of homes you did? Great, cool. When can I follow back up with you to see what your thoughts are on these properties I've sent over? And so in, in KV Core, there's actually a way to set a task and this is the best way that I've found to do it. A lot of people wanna focus on using a nurturing campaign and that's okay, um, meaning they wanna use text and email to kind of bridge that gap over time. Automated. I find that using the task system is a little bit better because what we're gonna do is we're gonna set a task and we're actually gonna solidify a time and date with that lead of when we can follow back up with them, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. If I'm talking to you at Tuesday and you said you need two days to look through the list of homes and I'm talking to you at 11, I'm gonna say, hey, how does Thursday at 11 sound? Can I follow back up with you then? I'm gonna get that, that verbal commitment yeah. from them that I can follow back up with them, yeah. right? And then I'm gonna set that in my task system in KB Core. I'm also going to set that in my working calendar. I'm going to put a 10 minute reminder to make sure I don't miss it. Sure. And then when, when Thursday at 11 o'clock rolls around, I'm going to call them. Hey, what do you think about the list of those properties? Yeah. Maybe they want to go look at some properties. Maybe they don't. On average, we see that these, these leads turn over in a three to six month time frame with a four to seven times of having to follow up with them. Right. So I know that on average, I'm going to have to follow up four to seven different times. So if I talk to him and he said, hey, listen, I appreciate you sending the list of homes over, but there's nothing I want to take a look at yet. Well, I need to make sure that I have the next touch where I'm going to reach out to this lead and talk to them again for that four to seven times set in place and also solidify it with them. So the next step in the process is, okay, hey, great. In the meantime, I'm gonna keep sending you a list of homes that fit the criteria we talked about. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. If not, would you mind if I follow up with you in two weeks to see if anything's changed? Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now we solidify that unless that lead texts us, emails us, calls us within that two week you know, period. We don't need to do anything with that lead. But if they do, great, we'll take it there. But if not, I'm following up in two weeks. Right. And that's what we're going to do up until the point of time we put them under contract. And, and I think I, I like that process a lot better than using the automation of following up with text and email a little bit better. It's good to use the automation in the, in the beginning for the engagement to kind of vet the leads that are who, who's raising their hands. That first five but, minutes. But over time, we need to really be creating a relationship with this lead. We need to be demonstrating that we actually genuinely care. We're gonna be following up every two weeks, see how things are going as things change. Because a lot of things can change in three weeks sure. right? or, th or three months, right? So yeah. in my opinion, that's the best way to go about it, you know, is setting those tasks, making sure you're following up with a phone call, demonstrating that you actually care. Uh, and seeing what's going on in their and you know in their in their yeah. situation. Yeah, that's and, like and the, on the, average, it takes seven touches to to convert a lead. So right. a, lot, a lot of folks. I mean, that's not even just in real estate, but that's in sales in general. A lot of folks they understand. You got to have thick skin and not get discouraged that sometimes right. you may not hear from somebody for a little while, but as yeah. long as you continue to keep trying to follow up and touch with them, on average, it takes seven times. Right. And you got to have that mindset if mm -hmm. you go into this. If you go into lead generation looking for immediate satisfaction, you're going to be screwed. Yeah. 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 Because like you said, it's average seven touches. Are you willing to put in the work? Yeah. Right. And that's a big part of the nurture itself is yeah. automation works. Automation human proofs us and gives us that first. But if you're not that person, mm -hmm. then this doesn't make any sense and you're wasting right. your money. Yeah. Now that brings me to a next subject, kind of the next level on this is, um, and Ryan, if you have something on this, feel free to jump in. But when you get a number and a name and we pick up the phone and they answer, Holy shit, now what? 
Yeah. What am I going to say? Yeah. What's There's all kinds of scripts. Like? You can Google scripts. You can do all that. Zillow provides some scripts that they found and they've run through. But, you know, what do you think? You got a, you've got a lead. They've answered. Yeah. What do you say? So my first thing is, uh, I mean, I try to get very, I try to be very personal. Mm -hmm. I know not trying to sound too salesy or pushy sounds a little cliche, but trying to get personal, um, kind of see where they're at and figure out what their motivation is. Right. Um, so obviously we wouldn't be talking if nothing never triggered a reason why we're talking. Obviously we're talking about either buying or selling Mm -hmm. and kind of figuring out where they're at and where they want to be. Um, so the biggest thing is, is kind of figuring out those motivations. And then once you figure out the motivations, that's where you just kind of keep those in your back pocket yep. and touch those. Those hot and, buttons. You know, and then from there, come up with a game plan. Okay, so where are we at? Great, you need to get moving now. Great, this is what we need to do. If it's something that's a little bit more long-term, 60, 90 days, um, we'll come up with that game plan. And just like Kinder said, just stay in touch. Yeah, I think every, going every back week, to the... Two weeks and, I think going back to that, what I said, you know, with with building the three factors of getting them to know, like, and trust you, what I tell my agents is, listen, out of the gate, we shouldn't be asking anything is what I call sticky questions. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't be asking, hey, are you pre-approved yet? Have you talked to a lender, right? Unless you're trying to go look at a house today or this week, we probably shouldn't be having that conversation. For sure. Uh, Because I think a big part of building that know, like, and trust is giving them exactly what they're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Let's determine what's your criteria. What are the areas you want to be in? What's important to you? Also, like you said, getting, you know, getting clear on what is the motivation because later on we're going to be able to leverage that. You told me you want to be moved in by this time so you can have Thanksgiving with the family. Right. right? Yeah. I have that in my back pocket. Well, you said that. Well, we need to be under contract 30 days before that to be closed and you can be moved in, right, to be able to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it is in the beginning, it's really trying to build that relationship, not come from a place of being too salesy, not asking any too pushy questions. But once we've, once we've demonstrated that, hey, listen, I can send you the list of homes of what you're looking for. I can be the agent you need me to be. Then that second call when we talk about, hey, what did you think about the list of homes that I sent over to you? Now it's more of the buyer consultation, right? That's where I say have the buyer cons- consultation where you've demonstrated that you can be that agent. Yeah. And now we're talking about, okay, hey, great. Listen, you want to take a look at some of these properties? Have you been in touch with the lender? Are you pre-approved yet? How much money are you willing to put down, right? How mm-hmm. competitive can we be? This is still a pretty competitive market overall from what we've seen over the past few years. Um, but at, at the same time, right, we, we got to get clear on what those things are and get clear if this is going to be something that we can actually do. Uh, and so I think that's the best, you know, the best approach in terms of converting these leads. Yeah, so, I think it's, uh, sorry, John, but the, to, to jump just to tag on what Ryan was saying mm-hmm. is, and the no like, and trust. When I started real estate, when I was working with your dad and we were doing Craig Proctor system, we're talking right. old school. Right. <laughs> like the one thing that kind of stuck with me and it made so much sense is these people go on however you get that lead dude they forget they don't know who the hell you are so the very first sentence you need to establish within 10 seconds or two sentences is they want to know who are you and what do you want because you if you can get them to answer that call it's one of those people that does body language is here yeah right and if you explain right away hey you put your information and you requested right right? and that's that's to me has always been the one that has stuck with me is instead of me calling up saying hey you inquired about you requested a phone call from me so i'm just delivering on that request yeah uh and then remind them where they came from remind them what they did so then this comes down to here now their ears are open and you can now take your value and what you're bringing to the table 
as opposed to you can go through your whole spiel if they don't know who you are and what you want they're right. still up here right. yeah and we've, we've come up with a little script that works pretty well you know when we're calling them it's hey you know it's Braden kinder with exp realty it looks like you were looking at some price reduced homes over in edmond on facebook i was just reaching out to see if there any of the homes that you saw were you know are you interested in any of those properties if not i'd be happy to send you a list uh, that fits the criteria of you know homes that you're looking for uh, and I think that that honestly works the best. One, you're letting them know who you are, where you're at, right? And, you know, where you got their information That's from. huge because people right? want to know. But yeah. at the other end of the spectrum, we're delivering on exactly what they want, right? That's building that know, like, and trust. We're, we're getting clear on what is your criteria, and we're going to be the agent that can send that over to you. Do you guys, with, I kind of reminded myself of something I wanted to make a point of here is when we do get those phone calls, number I don't know, right? right. if I'm no. crazy enough to answer it, Right. That's when the that's who are you? What do you want? But a lot of times we don't. Yeah. So. Um, so uh, the text message has has really gotten into that. So you can do automation. You can do others. Do you do you yeah. have any advice on how do you guys handle that? Do you personally do it? I know I, for me, I got a couple templates that I can plug in. And like, yeah, so in, in terms of running Facebook ads and Instagram ads, as soon as they come into KV Core, we have a two minute text that goes off. That's basically that script that I just said. Hey, it's Braden Kinder with EXP Realty. Looks like you were looking at some price reduced homes over in Edmond on Facebook. Uh, just reaching out to see if there's any properties you were interested in. If not, I'd be happy to send you a list of homes that fits the criteria you're looking for. So then again, you know, it's letting them know who you are, you know, where you're at, where you came from. Uh, how you got their information and a lot of times to be honest with you these leads prefer to text more than they do anything else 100%. the main thing we focus yep. on is the texting we have five day engagement campaign that texts them five days after we get them because we know that that's more than likely where they're going to respond from sure. we don't get a lot of responses from emails getting people you know these days your your phone number may come up as spam risk or whatever uh, so we know that the texting is the best method of contact from the beginning and hitting them within two minutes I think you know the two minutes is a sweet spot because if they're still looking at homes that's giving them a couple minutes to keep browsing through the phone sure. you know looking at the homes and then we're hitting with the text and then we can take the conversation from there and i also like to i have like in my templates and something i was taught when i when when i first met you years and years ago when we started with this facebook stuff is right. you know a way to make yourself not look like a robot is very helpful misspell something right. say uh when you leave that voicemail so it's not because we can mm -hmm. leave drop voicemails yeah. they're yeah. automated i can yeah. record one right now and 100 people get it right yeah. but if you kind of break it down and just be a little screw something up misspell a word and write back and say oh my bad i didn't mean to misspell that whatever you're right. a human on the other end i mean does that work sure i think it does because it lets them know that i've got yeah. somebody on the yeah. other line that's not a bot because we know I get no, for ads sure. for Maui Jim sunglasses, 30% off, like once a month. I don't know where the hell that came from, but I know that's not a human being sending me that. Right. Um, but if I get somebody, that's just my little tip, yeah, that, no, tip of the day. That's a good like point. It. That's because what I tell agents, I'm like, listen, and this is my whole methodology with the engagement campaign versus the nurture campaign. And I always harp on this because I, I don't think agents quite understand it. I think agents tend to be honestly just a little lazy and they want to use automation as much as they can. Yeah. But once we get that first response from the lead, whether it's the first day of the text campaign or the second or the third, we're shutting down that campaign. There's right. no more automation from there whatsoever on out. The only automation is going to be the automatic property alerts sending properties out. From every other contact point from there on out should either be a phone call, a handwritten text or a handwritten email or hand typed, I guess you could say, right? Hmm. 
mm-hmm. coming coming specifically from you talking about whatever whatever response needs to be set. whatever that personal relationship yeah. stuff right. that you set up right so right. is there is there a space or is there a place where you can kind of you know make some notes that way if it's yeah. been a little so while you can you can circle back yep. with them and kind of refresh yourself yep. on that that's, prior conversation. that's one of the big things in kv core is we we have this thing called a timeline it's where all the information of the lead lives yeah um and the main thing is you know when we have you know have a conversation we need to update our note because that timeline is going to get lengthy all the text email sent all the calls we made all the property views that they're actually looking at are going to live in this timeline yeah, and so awesome. what we do is make sure that each time we have a conversation we update our note and we pin it to the top right we want to make sure that as soon as we come into the timeline we're looking at a lead okay i talked to him last week he's talking about look buying a three hundred thousand dollar three two over in edmond and you know we talked about whatever right and so we know exactly who we're talking to what's going on so you know when we're having that conversation we can look at that and refer back to it yeah you know when you get when when we do get these people they've raised their hand out of all the people on the planet you've talked to them you've done everything that we were talking about and you've done it correctly you guys are now working together all right so that just goes back to being good at what you do being the expert at what you do right so we're going to just assume that right. and let's go to the sale right and that's where having systems like ryan mentioned earlier systems and processes in place because lead generation is not just generate the lead it should be more like relationship creation maybe is what we need i mean i don't just kind of coming up with that but because we want that to be a lifetime client right having the right systems in place helps you do that not just to get to that one sale but to make sure that the next sale right you're the referral because a lead is not just that person it's their mom their dad their grandma and everybody else they know so it's an opportunity to jump into someone's world and let them spider out to their sphere you're just you're borrowing spheres if you do it correctly you know if you don't have one it just takes a few and now you're in there now you're starting to build so if you're a new agent it's important to do that so that follow-up after the sale is where the systems come into place so we're talking kv core we know that all the you know big real estate companies they all have something and there's plenty that you can go out and buy i know mike and jay have uh, a variety that they've experimented with yep. and it's all come down to them the kv core is the best you know keller williams command is something that they provide um follow-up boss follow-up boss we have uh total expert total on expert. our end um there's all kinds and it, some cost money and these are other things to consider when you're picking who you're gonna go and hang your license with or who you currently have your license with, maybe you want to ramp this stuff up. Maybe that is something that makes you make that move because the technology is expensive. Yeah, sure. And if you're an individual going and buying technology, it's gonna be a certain price. But if you're a massive Keller Williams, a massive VXP, you're gonna get a discount. Yeah, unless you know you're what using I mean? something like Follow Up Boss, you're gonna be in you know the neighborhood of four to $800 a month for something like KB Core or Y Loco or something like that. And that's not even including what you're spending on your ads, right? You, yeah. you could be at four to 600 bucks for just the platform monthly, right? Right. So I think that's a big thing that, you know, a lot of agents look at EXP for is we are able to provide that with the 85 bucks fee a month uh, that you're going to be paying anyways. Because right? standalone isn't KV Core five or six or I think, nine? I think yeah. it's five or six. If you get the team platform, I think it's north of a thousand. Uh, yeah. So a very expensive system, you know, that you can basically kind of, you know, clear that overhead with if you join EXP and you're here with us. So that's one of the things that, you know, at that point, now we only had to take into consideration, what am I investing into my business? Um, And a lot of times you can get a vendor, you know, title company, you know, 
uh, lender, lender yep. whatever it may be, to split some of that ad cost with you, right? Sure. So it's not like this is breaking the bank, getting into running these ads um, and getting some deals in the pipeline. If you had to, sure. we, you, you vouch for KV Core as well? Has it helped oh, your life? No, 100%. The best way I put it, your EXP fee is $85 and KV Core is free. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the best way that I put it. And, it. and especially in this day and age with cutting edge technology, a lot of the old traditional ways of creating leads, like I said, door knocking, doing all that stuff, it's, it's going out the window. Sure. So EXP is definitely focused five to 10 years ahead and that's why they're growing so rapidly uh, as a non-traditional brokerage. Don't so, let somebody uh, knock on my door, man. Have, well, have yeah. you guys created your avatars for the metaverse where you can oh, meet people on? Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. <laughs> they <laughs> actually do. And people think it's hilarious, but EXP world is actually dope. Like yeah. if there's something that I had an issue with, like I'll be chilling in my house, wearing boxers going into <laughs> exp world dealing with some transaction support and then yeah. boom i'm done i'm out done. i don't right. have to go to the office i don't have to call five different people with five different answers right. it's, it's hoping right there. your broker is not out on a listing appointment or doing yeah, something else yeah you know and, and, like, and especially since i was with another brokerage before exp and i won't say who but it was just one of those things it was hard to get a hold of my yeah broker that, beforehand. That's, that's what i was going to ask is if, what kind of perspective you have have you had other systems that you've worked with yeah before? and i have I, and i definitely have and i'll say um Brokerage is one thing, but also being a part of a community um, where you can find your niche and be a part of something bigger. That's that's the biggest part. And my old brokerage, there really wasn't any good culture around the area. Couldn't really connect with anybody. And then on top of that, I think um, I think yeah, that's the biggest just, thing with EXP is yeah, the culture. For right? sure, is is we're in a model, and you know it's agent attraction, rev share. You yeah. do get paid and compensated off the production of the agents below you. But what that allows us to do is create a community where everybody's wins. Right, sure. we're able to invest into other people because we know that investing into you is essentially going to help us get, get paid. Right, right. So yeah. At the end of the day, it's uh, you know winners help, helping winners. Right, mm -hmm. yep. um, and winners helping winners win bigger. Honestly, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just came back from a Tony Robbins event that was sponsored basically by EXP. Yeah. And that room and, was full of big I, I promise you that wouldn't have been able to have been done um, except for being at a model like what EXP is. Because, we reinvest for sure. You know, Brent Gove was the one that ran that event. I think he's doing somewhere between seven dollars and $800,000 a month in rev share, right? Yep. And, you know, to be able to bring Tony Robbins in and be able to add that value back to your community, to your downline is massive. Yeah, because he's not, not free. Not, nah, that? I don't think yeah, so. so <laughs> it, I, I don't see very many other brokerages or, you know, any other organizations really being able to deliver that type of value. And it does, it makes it full circle. It really brings in is we can do lead conversion we know that we can right. do lead gen we can do all that on our own but it's not always easy and you know going along with when we had kitchens in here is and i know because I, I hear your calls is lead gen and everything that you do everything that we're talking about is all meaningless without the accountability right. of that and right. cons yeah consistency sure. and so yep. here's the beauty of this and this is sort of a, a plug for Brady. i don't even know if he takes on clients quite frankly but there's weekly calls about these. You go to Zillow, I have Zillow accounts that I pay. Right. They don't call me every week. They don't give a damn. They call me once a quarter or once it's about time to renew to tell me all the reasons why my conversion rate's whack. But <laughs> it's some new script man. that they've come up with to, right. to try and get me to re-engage old stuff and remind me, hey, this is a, a six to 12 month process. And I'm like, shit, that last call was three to six month process. So whatever, yeah. anyway. Um, but the accountability <laughs> section of that. And so when I hear the calls that you make with these people, these are once a week. These are following up. Are you doing this? Because 
Zillow is the king, and some of these other lead gen, they're, they're, all, they're all good, but when you work with somebody, let's just say like a Braden, that's a, somebody that's going to work with you on your personal lead generation and give you that accountability, first of all, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. Because you know coaches are not cheap, no. right. especially if you're new, mm -hmm. because it's like, they say your first purchase, your first investment in yourself, Matt, right? Coach. Well, then I got a coach, but he didn't have shit to coach me about because I'm out of money now, right? right. <laughs> so that's the beauty yeah. of when you get when you work with somebody like Braden is there's an accountability. Is he going to be your life coach? No, but it's going to be your lead coach, basically. Right. And yeah. it keeps you accountable because if you're not doing all the things all the time, your consistency, you're not intentional about your business, you're going to suffer and you're just yeah. wasting money and you're going to be that statistic of the people that wash out yep, in right. the first six months. Um, I, yeah, I just, it, it's, yeah, touching on that, you know, one thing I think about, you know, on the accountability side of things is people can't do things that they don't know how to do. And so being clear and getting them to the part where they actually know exactly what they're doing in day, day in and day out is one thing, right? Which is the training that we go over to make sure that you know exactly what to do when a lead comes in. But the other side of that is people are still human, you know, and they're gonna make mistakes and they're not always gonna be accountable and they're not always gonna be consistent. But that's one of the things that we see the value in is making sure we're providing that accountability. We're gonna be checking in weekly. We wanna make sure that the ad's still performing correctly. We're still at a good cost per lead. We're still making sure that you're making the calls daily. You're following up. Do you have any questions? Are you unclear about anything, right? And making sure you get to the point where you actually build, you know, your process, your structure of your day that fits your schedule, right? To make sure that you're able to stay consistent here on out. Because at 30 days, you should be familiar with the system. You should know how everything works and you should have your structure. At eight o'clock, I come in and I look and see who, you know, who are all my tasks for the day that I got to follow up with? Who are all my new leads that I need to respond with and categorize correctly? Who's everybody that's been in the dashboard activity looking at homes and I need to follow up with them? And then I'm completing my tasks throughout the day. So you should have your structure by 30 days and be up and going and ready to roll this thing out and be able to ultimately scale it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we talked about before is it, you should get to a point where you're spending 300, now we're spending 600, now we're we're spending a thousand now we're hiring an isa now we got a transaction coordinator now we got so many deals on the table that we need to start a team right now we got you know agents on a split so it's definitely something you can take from just spending 300 bucks a month even 150 bucks 150 bucks a month it's all good um yeah. you know and scale this to something a lot bigger and now I, I honestly i think you know in prep i got these stats and all this shit here that i'm just kind of throw out conversion this that and the other but it really it makes more sense is basically what you summed up is if you're going to be intentional about what you're doing and stay consistent, these numbers right here, we don't know what these guys are doing. Yeah. I've got conversion, average conversion rates from yeah. 1.4 to 3. If you're doing 3% or 5%, 10, you're doing great, whatever. But what are you doing to get that? It's, we, we need to go apples to apples. Yeah. And I think it's important that when you guys you utilize the technology and all that, that makes the most sense. If you're consistent, you can tweak these numbers. These might be the laziest sons of bitches on the earth yeah. numbers. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the moral is you follow the process, the results will follow, sure. right? So uh, if you're consistent, yeah. um, you know, then, uh, then, then who cares what those numbers are, man? That's, yeah. that's for, that's for your the average numbers? people. Yeah, yeah 100%. And that's, that's just the stuff that comes up on the Google. Ryan, Braden, man, appreciate you yeah. guys coming yeah. in and helping Absolutely. us get to those folks that are maybe jumping out there and don't know. So your experience, getting that out to everybody, man, that's been crucial. Appreciate you guys coming by. Yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate guys. it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, stay up to date by subscribing and following us on social media. See you again next week.